Suit up in style with Mr. Mack and Lima Harrington. Enter now on 1280thezone.com to win a pair of Cole Haan shoes from Mr. Mack. An outfitting shopping experience with Alema during the remote on December 11th. Alema will personally pick you out an outfit. Compliments of Mr. Mack. An outfit? Sweet. That's what it says. <laughs> I always tell my wife, hey, I'm going to give you a check. Go pick yourself out a nice outfit. <laughs> I bet she wants to give you an award right about then. <laughs> and then if I get a combo of a top and a bottom, a sweater and pants or a shirt and pants, whatever, I said, oh, an outfit. So it's a running gag in my little dysfunctional family to say, I got an outfit. <laughs> you, can, you can text her say, man, do you want an outfit for Christmas? She'll know exactly what you're talking about. All right. Let's see what kind of response I get back. I'll text her right now. <laughs> Because <clears throat> Christmas is 29 days away. Counting it down. Do you want an outfit? <laughs> is that what I should... Do you want an outfit for Christmas? Is that what I should text her? Yeah. We got Joe on? All right, let's go. Let's there go. it is. He worked all morning. He made the magic happen. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Yach and for Joe Ingles, who joins us right now. Hey, yeah! This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe until the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show. With DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5-1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. The Joe Ingles Show is brought to you by your hardworking friends at Mountainland Supply. For all your plumbing and irrigation needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com. Joe Ingles joins us now on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Joe, good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? We are doing well. We are doing well. So, before we get into all the basketball and that, it's uh, it's Thanksgiving. People here are looking forward to the holiday, the long weekend. People watch a lot of football and a lot of jazz basketball. Now, we've already been over this. The NFL and college football don't really do it for you. You're more an Aussie rules football kind of guy. Have you gotten into the Thanksgiving holiday now, or not really? Uh, not really. No. It's going to take a while. (laughs) It's going to take a while before you absorb all our American holidays. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just um, not. I don't know. It's not how we, how I obviously how I grew up. We've we've got the some holidays that are the same. Um, When I played in Europe. I would go to like one of my American teammates' houses sometimes, um, and for me it was just like kind of eating like a Christmas dinner again um, or earlier. Um, and then I guess the only thing that has changed a little bit is our, our nanny is American and she's very into the holidays that you guys have. Um, so Renee, being Renee, um, tries to help her enjoy it because she's. Uh, away from her family and stuff with us. So, um, we have done it before. Um, obviously, we're away this week, but um, yeah, it's not a huge. I'm not like losing sleep over how excited I am for Thanksgiving. 
Is there anything in Australia that equates to it? Not really. No. What What are your big Australian holidays? Um, we have Australia Day, which is obviously a wonderful day. What day is it? January what, what? 26th. January 26th. I knew you were going to come and think I didn't know when it was, and I do know when it is. <laughs> um, is that Independence uh, Day? Is that Independence Day, kind of like our 4th of July? Yeah, when we were kind of founded. Yeah, um, okay. We don't have a movie, Men in Black, about ours, but... Um, and we have another one, Boxing Day, which is the day after Christmas, which... Um, it's kind of like it's probably my favorite. You um, basically have all the leftover food and stuff from Christmas, and everyone. So you go to whoever's house for Christmas. The next day, Boxing Day, you go to someone else's house and kind of eat all the leftover food. And it's basically a continuation of Christmas. Um, there's always a big uh, cricket cricket match on Australia versus someone which is always uh, usually when Australia was really good at cricket kind of one of the best games to watch but um, yeah it's just kind of I guess it extends Christmas in a short version of what it does or what it is so uh, Thanksgiving not being that big for you obviously because of your Australian background how about the Americans on the team how much do they like actually or dislike having to be away because you guys are going to be on the road this whole week. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure it sucks. <laughs> um, uh, sacrifice playing in the NBA. There's a lot of stuff we miss, and um, me obviously being from another country. There's a lot of stuff I miss from back home with with friends and and family. Um, Yes, the good thing is they could fly their family out if they wanted to or needed to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's still, I mean, it still sucks. I think it's just one of those things you uh, you have to sacrifice. Joe Ingles joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, we got a lot of f- feedback from Jazz fans after the Milwaukee game. You know, everybody watches the same game, but everybody sees it, you know, 10 or 20 different ways, depending on what they're looking for and what they're watching for. But I'm curious, aside from breaking any of it down, how you felt after the game? Because I think there is a consensus that you lost, and obviously losing is bad, and yet at the same time, they thought the way the offense worked, maybe the chemistry's getting better and guys are getting into a flow. Certainly the team shot the three pretty well, and so it felt a little different offensively, so they're encouraged by that. I wonder how much you come away encouraged, discouraged, based on the way the team played and the result. Um, I guess it's a it's a tough one. I think I think you um, there was little signs here and there, and um, uh, of us kind of playing a bit better or, or whatever. But um, a loss is a loss, kind of thing. Um, obviously, like I, I kind of say all the time, we'll we'll take some good stuff, we'll find some some bad stuff, and we'll obviously fix it and try and work it out for, for the next game. But um, yeah, I just the the way that that we played. Um, I mean, having Tony Bradley in there to to start the last couple of games and the the way he's played has has been unreal. He's um, probably waited and maybe who knows waited maybe a little bit too long for opportunities depending on um, the guys we've brought in and stuff. But obviously the situation with with a couple of injuries he's got to start and he's 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 proved that he he can play in this league and. Um, so he's been huge. It's been it's been really cool for 
our team to, to see that because we, like I've said a lot to, as well, we obviously see him every day and see the work he puts in and um, he, he's a really good basketball player. And so for us to see him play really well and, and playing really well against good, good competition too. Um, but at the end of the day, we, we still lost the game. So we've, we've got to figure some things out. Um, even if we won, we, we would be saying the same thing. But yeah, we'll, we'll go in today. Um, this morning and have a have a little practice and, and then head off to to Indiana and um, yeah obviously try and get another win there. So I think collectively this is the probably the best game the bench has played and it seems like all the guys were so active and so aggressive in the mindset you included and Yang and obviously Moutier and, and Green. Uh, what's it going to take to be able to have that effort from the bench consistently? Um, I think it's yeah. I mean, the more we, the more we play together, the more uh, we are going to get used to each other, and um, and that's just not the bench, but the starters and the me coming first off the bench or whoever it is. So um, the the more we play, the the, the more comfortable we're going to get. I think we, like you said, the, and maybe last night kind of looked and felt a little bit better, but I think the last few games you, you start to get a feel of each other a bit more and like I said before with, with what other guys their tendencies what they want to do um, where they're looking where they're just just a lot of things that when you play against someone you don't um, I guess get to see um, or, or do so um, yeah I think we, we we were confident we, we, we try to be aggressive and as uh, that kind of second unit and uh, we we obviously making some shots helps as well, but um, yeah, like I said, still a lot to improve on, and we'll we'll watch it today and, and figure it out. You know, there's some stuff, and maybe you shouldn't talk about it because we're getting too deep into it, and you don't want to. But there's some stuff I think, um, you know, you've referenced before. You know, you're not shooting the ball the way you want to. You're certainly not shooting it the way you have the past few years. And I was talking to people who said, well, he's not getting the shots where he gets them, those corner threes. He's just deadly, but they're not leaving him right now. He's not open there very often, and so the teams do another step because of that. And in that Milwaukee game, there was a, you, were in, you were in transition. It wasn't a true two-on-one or anything like that, but you kind of beat them up the floor, and you got open, and Bogdanovich tried to throw you the ball, and it got batted out of bounds. And his frustration over not getting you that open three – uh, it was totally visible on TV, and it makes me think. I guess that's one of the things you're talking about—the little things you guys have to iron out. Because his frustration made me think. Well, this is a point of emphasis. He knows that's a good shot for you. You're not getting it very often. He just couldn't get the ball past that last defender. Yeah, it's, um, uh, remember, remember the play, and um, uh, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't. I would. I would hope that my teammates aren't overthinking um, trying to get me the ball or trying to um, I, I obviously you guys know me I just want to I'm going to play the game and let it come to me and try and get a feel for the game and um, obviously I, I haven't been shooting um, well this year I've, I've been figuring kind of that out on the fly of um my role and, and how I can be aggressive and how I can obviously help the team win at the end of the day. Um, the the last thing I want is the other guys on the team to be um, not worried, I guess, but um, 
focused or over focusing on on me or trying to get me the ball. Um, I know Mike Mike has has made a little bit of a point of of his when I come in with um, him at the start. He tries to run something for me the last couple of games early and. Um, last night he ran a play that we used to run last year all the time and I got a shot I think it was the first time I got um, so it's I mean it's it's obviously it's great that I've got great, great. Um, but I definitely don't want them overthinking um, trying to get me the ball or trying to get me there something of like you said where I've had lots of shots kind of previously in previous years or whatever Um but it is nice that you have teammates, and like you said, Brown was frustrated with that. I think if that was anyone else, if that was Quinn Snyder in the corner ready to shoot, he would have been frustrated passing it to him. So if he if he hadn't got it to him, so um, Brown's a, a competitor, and I think just just him not being able to kind of complete that pass was was frustrating enough. Based on your experience in all the teams and all the leagues you've played in, how long does it take, you speak of that overthinking, before it no longer is overthinking, everybody's in sync and it just flows together naturally? Man, like, it's, a, it's a tough one because I guess um, as boring as the answer is, you just don't really know. Um, I think with obviously like we've talked about with the turnover of, of personnel that we had um, it was always going to it's always going to take time um, you can uh, I think the guys we've got and the way we play makes it easier um, but you just I mean you can stuff out all year I think yeah even the last two games we we haven't really played with Tony but like if we were in this amazing rhythm and then and Rudy and Ed are out and now Tony's in it's, it's different again because Tony's completely different to what Ed and what Rudy are um, so yeah I think you I think you're constantly learning I think what we had what the benefit what we had kind of last year or two two years and probably even a bit longer two and a bit years um with just that consistency of, of personnel and um, there was a lot of injuries too so we were constantly kind of bringing in new guys I think kind of that by the end year and we were, we were in a really good rhythm because we we've been together for so long um, but I mean it's really it's really hard to put a, a time on it because you just don't know I think it's just going to naturally evolve and um, obviously you want it to happen sooner than later because uh you don't want to get to the end of the year and still trying to work things out um, to, to that depth. Um, you, want, you want to have that stuff pretty pretty well down by the time the playoffs come around. So I'm curious at the end of the game, um, there was a quick comment. Uh, he didn't spend a lot of time on it, but he kind of mentioned it in passing. Um, Quinn Snyder said, you know, in the last possession, I'd like to go a little quicker, maybe in a chance to extend the game, get extra possessions and all that stuff. Um, and then I heard Donovan say, yeah, I didn't go quick because I was trying to see if I could get it to uh, Boyan as he slipped the screen, which I'm of the opinion the way Boyan is shooting, if you can get him a pressure shot in the last two minutes, yeah, why the heck wouldn't you do that? Um, are those the kind of small things, and those decisions have to be made, you know, in an instant, are those the kind of small yeah. things that you got to work out over time which thing to prioritize in the crunch when it's one key possession yeah um, I think we, we've definitely talked about some things and um, I guess it's tough you can at training camp it's hard to 
And even in games, too, it's hard to simulate last minute, last 30 seconds, um, up five, down five. There's so many different situations that you're in um, or could potentially be in um, that you just don't have time to... We're not going to sit there for four or five hours and go through every situation of 10 seconds, five seconds, up one, down one. Um, We've got plays and different actions for those times um, for certain things and if we want to get a three or a two or what we're looking for sometimes it's, it depends personally uh, on, on the personnel um, but yeah it's those things that you're going to keep figuring out I guess on the way because you, you, the only I mean the best way to simulate it is obviously in a game and um, like you said it's such a quick it's a half a second um and you've got to be able to make the right play. Uh, and if you do, maybe you win more games than not. If you don't, maybe you still lose the game, but you, you've made the right play. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a really tough one. You obviously... And that's why you, you watch film and we, we do what we do kind of on days like this when you've, you've played a game. We, we go there and we work on some things and maybe the last 10 minutes or something we're, we're doing our kind of breakdown or whatever of... Um, a situation or a play or because of last night and and with those comments of 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 Donovan and stuff we might go through stuff like that today just to now that we've experienced it and um we obviously lost the game so there's there's things to work on we could go there and and have a look at it and work on it and, and obviously you don't want it to happen again so get it get it as good as you can so when you're in that situation again you can um obviously hopefully succeed with it how close were you the other night of actually chucking the ball at the other guy? <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about this the other day, uh, yesterday on the plane. Um, I was I was ready. I <laughs> he dropped it and I grabbed it and I like put it like kind of put my arm backwards or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put my arm back to throw it. Right. As I did that, I was like. Yo, where the hell did the ball go? <laughs> Donovan had it. Donovan, Donovan was really funny because he came over and he was like, as he grabbed it, he was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, but no, I was, I was throwing the ball. I was ready to throw. A tight spot. I was more than happy to take a technical foul. Okay. It seems like, like in the moment, you get into it with other guys, but and maybe it's like just and. Australian good nature or something it seems like you just shake stuff off and you're not actually mad at guys long term even if you want to say something or do something during the game but I'm wondering all these guys you get into it when you see them again are they still mad at you about whatever happened last year or two years ago or do you basically they all let it go too and you guys are laughing about it the next time you see each other um, I've probably had a few <laughs> I guess a few on both sides um, I've had guys that come up to you right after the game and, and just enjoy um, the, the competitive side of, of wanting to win a game and um, you're both obviously out there doing whatever you can to win the game so it's, I mean like I've said before, it's, for me it's never personal it's never, uh, I never go into a game intending to do anything um, sometimes things, well probably a lot of times things, <laughs> things do happen Um I mean, I got a technical last night. It was, it, it was what it was, and for me, it's I wake up, or not even wake up. I get to the the siren goes off, and I've forgotten about it, or I've 
five minutes after the play, I've already forgotten about it. Um, some guys are different. Um, I'm sure there's a few guys around the league that, that don't like me. Um, definitely, definitely not going to lose any sleep over it. Um, but yeah, it is for me. It's it's just part part of me playing and a part of me trying to win a game. And um, if they're going to lose sleep over thinking about me, then good on them. <laughs> well, Joe, since this is Thanksgiving week, and we know it's not a big you deal, give for... me something. Uh, yeah, well, I'm going to give you what the best that I can give you. I wanted to sincerely thank you for coming on all these years. You don't have to do it, but we really appreciate it, and we look forward to, to it every week. And I know the fans do. So, in all sincerity, I just wanted to thank you for doing it. I appreciate it, and. Like I've said before, I obviously thoroughly enjoy it. As silly as you two old men are, <laughs> it's it's something that no, I, I like you said. I, I do really enjoy it. I, I enjoy chatting to you guys. Um, you guys make it obviously very very easy to come on. And um, I think the coolest thing about it is just that uh, the regular the regular average Joe, um, which is pretty much me, just doesn't really get to see what what it's really like. What our lifestyles like, the, 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 what the coach is really saying, or, or whatever the little thing that we can we can try and help with, and um, if we can try and help that and give the fans a, a bit more and what they deserve, and um, I'm here to do it. So I'm, I'm glad it's been a fun bloody hell, what five years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of Thursday mornings. <laughs> I've wasted I've wasted a lot of time with you guys. <laughs> More to come. You know, you know, it's funny, though, Joe, because you are willing to step beyond the cliche. And I mean, we talk a little basketball, but you talk about the other stuff, too. And it, it's been like six or eight months now. But the end of last season, we were talking about how you never have summer. And one uh, and a jazz fan just brought that up with me last week, and they love that you talk about that kind of stuff because it's a little thing. But they were thinking, and I really love summer. And Joe doesn't really get those eighty-eight degree days very often. He's just his life is winter. So you know, you, you connect with people like that, and it's it's awesome that you take the time to do it because a lot of people don't want to. Doing some uh, doing some breaking news then. Yeah. There's a very very. I'm not going to say hundred percent because I don't would never want to do that because there's a chance that I do but um, we're, we're probably going to stay in Utah this summer more than likely um, one for the kids school and um, I don't know who saw Renee's Instagram post yesterday but Jacob's been doing unbelievable in, in his therapy here and loves where he goes so that's obviously a, a big reason um, Miller actually loves her school as well which if you if anyone has kids and your kids love your school it's um, a very good thing and you're not trying to move anytime soon um, and just for the four of us really to, to have a summer to enjoy it and um, I'll have Olympics so we'll have to go back at some point for, for training camp but as much time as we can we're going to we're going to stay in Utah this, this summer so that'll be fun alright well thank you Joe and happy Thanksgiving even if it doesn't mean a lot to you <laughs> appreciate it you too and everyone else out there alright Joe Ingles joining us Every Thursday, except for, you know, when holidays and travel schedules dictate he pick another day of the week. It is cool that he spends the time. I mean, jazz fans, they spend a lot of money, they spend a lot of time, spend a lot of emotion, and they do love connecting with Joe over just the little things. That's a remarkable story, yeah. yeah. 
All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We certainly appreciate him coming on and spicing up the show, as he tends to do. All right, DJ and PK, we are brought to you in part by Diamond Airport Parking. Begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car to curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles. Fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water. Plus, no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save. That's Diamond Airport Parking. Big Show. Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready? Tanner Mangum with us. If they can beat San Diego State and get an eight-win season, would you have taken that before the year? I think so. I think a lot of Cougar fans would have. And I think those eight wins came against different opponents, and the losses came against different opponents than Cougar fans expected. And it makes you think, what if you didn't lay those eggs against Toledo and USF? They could be going for ten wins, potentially. But at the same time, I think those Toledo and USF losses served as a very big wake-up call to the whole team, to the whole program, to the coaching staff. It helped them kind of right the ship and gave them the changes they needed to finish the season strong. Turn this up. Catch the Big Show, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It was unbelievable. You know, um, I gave him opportunities to get a quick blow around timeouts if he wanted to. And, you know, he said he was good, feeling fresh. And uh, he just dominated the action. Oh, he was quarterbacking us on the defensive end and, you know, really, like you said, made every play offensively. So, I mean, the, the guy's just unbelievable. Frank Vogel talking about LeBron James, the Lakers. Everybody in Utah loves to hate the Lakers. And everybody in San Antonio and everybody in Portland and everybody in Sacramento. Mars, Jupiter. The Lakers are 15-2. and two. I know. Beat the Spurs 114-104. to 104. They have Every- to accept their greatness. Everything is going perfect for them right now. I'm happy for a guy like Vogel, who is a grinder. He's a coach. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not a celebrity. He's a coach. This is what he does. So I'm happy for him. Indiana, right? Plus, he's from Jersey. Oh, he is a Jersey guy? Yeah. Yeah, Oh, yeah. yeah. Coached at Indiana, right? Had the Pacers for like five years or so. And Orlando. Happy for him. But for the Lakers, prying stars away from other teams. That bothers me. Yep. We talked briefly about the, it's in the East, so we don't pay as much attention, but man, Brooklyn. Four and seven, I think, when Kyrie plays, and five and one when he doesn't. Well, he's a high-maintenance dude, and he comes with a lot of issues, baggage, whatever you want to say. Saw the story about, probably a couple weeks ago, about uh, Brooklyn worried about you know his moods and his attitude. Well, they won without him, beat the Cavs. Not that the Cavs are very good, because they aren't. But not, not. nonetheless, they got the win, 108-106. Nonetheless, no. Nonetheless. A triple compound word. The Jazz come up short in Milwaukee, 122-118, to 74 points for Milwaukee in the second half. Giannis Antetokounmpo, they tried to force him to shoot threes, and he was 3-for-8, three 37.5%. Take that. And he got offensive rebounds, and he got to the free throw line. Missed a bunch of free throws early on. He he reminds me of uh, a pool stick, and you know you need those extensions when you got to reach way over. So you put that thing in there, and you make it longer. It just seems like he has extensions. He's long, but he can make himself longer. I don't know that I've seen a, a player who can dribble and get in the key, <clears throat> and then dunk effortlessly. Like you turn around, and he's right on top of the rim. Yep. And he just his arm extends and the expendables and just dunks. And it's not a big, ferocious dunk. It's just like, well, I'm just there. Boom, I'll just dunk it. It's really incredible. 
He's an amazing player. 50-point game for him, and they run the Jazz down in the fourth quarter and beat him. I think he'll make the Eastern Conference All-Star team. Good call by you. Yeah. Tremendous insight. Well, that's what you get here. Jazz are back at it against the Pacers. Both teams are off today. The Pacers won yesterday. They beat Philly, a team the Jazz will see next Monday. The Raptors are 12-4. and They're off to a great start here. Lost Kawhi Leonard. Danny Green is gone. Pascal Siakam is playing great. So we'll see how the Jazz do as they get the Raptors and the Pacers and the Grizzlies in the middle of this trip. Got the Raptors coming up. All right, so we also talked a little uh, a little college basketball uh, after UCLA lost to Hofstra. You had an idea, BYU might be able to take them down? I did, yeah. I mean, it's not like Hofstra is running around Speedy Claxton. Nice. Good who's point. the only Hofstra, Hofstra player I, I can know. name. And I had to go back. BYU made half of their three-pointers. Excellent. Shot 62% from the floor. Excellent. Those are awesome numbers. Jake Toulson was flipping in hook shots to the end. He banked one in. You don't usually see that into the paint. Ten-foot bank shot. (laughs) A hook. If it's straight on, though, it's a high percentage shot. And that's what it was. And it went in. (laughs) He's developed his game. I'll be the first to admit I wasn't watching a lot of Utah Valley. And now that he's back... Every game they play that's been on television, I've watched, and he's gotten a lot better. And that's that's what you like to see someone from a freshman to a senior. And I think that's what one of the reasons why BYU BYU's program hasn't been as good is because guys take off. They weren't getting those dudes to stick around. They were leaving when they're getting ready to really make a contribution. They leave. You know, we've seen this huge trend where it, it was 500 and 600, then 700 and whatever. Yach, did it get to 800 basketball transfers last year or just close? It, it was closing in on a thousand, no, well, he just actually. He just That's spent that. the last 20 minutes in the transfer portal. That did. Yeah, really? When in we went out. to the it was, So it was almost 1,000? When we went to the bathroom, he went to the transfer portal. Uh-huh. One thing on the Jake Toulson is Pope has called him the greatest junk ball finisher he's ever seen. <laughs> junk ball? That's what he called it, the junk, junk ball, ball finisher. Well, I just we've talked so much about all the guys that the local teams have lost, and they've gotten a few, but I think they've lost more talent than they've gotten. It's good to see one of the local teams, although they got it from another local team. Uh, it's good to see one of the local teams get a senior and have him – Apparently pay off, at least early on. We'll see how it plays That's out. That's why the, uh, BYU took a lot of heat for just recruiting Utah County and all. And I'm almost wondering if they should actually, if the player is worth it, make sure that they offer him because that player is more likely to stay here. Because the players who've been leaving... Are the players from somewhere else. Yes. Yeah. Even with Utah, too. So many of them. I mean, clearly that's hurt their team. They're losing to Tulane and Coastal Carolina. Is it running around with a bunch of freshmen? Because the guys they invested in the last couple of years have transferred out. It seemed like the last five with Larry and for Dave Rose, too. Yeah. So they develop these dudes and get them out the opportunity to get ready then when you take off. You know, if you're a pro prospect, you're a freshman and you're ready to go. We understand that. Pace his kid, you can put him anywhere, and he's going to play because he's a pro guy. Well, all right, well, those are those guys, they don't grow on trees. But the rest of the guys, they got talent, and then they can develop. You look at Toulson, where he was as a freshman, to where he is now as a senior, and he's substantially better. Now, it sucks for Utah Valley that he's not there anymore, but I guess maybe it sucked for BYU that he left in the first place. <laughs> but now it doesn't suck because he's back. 
Kind of like you and I switching radio stations. We're the Jake Toolsons of sports radio. <laughs> and we are junk finishers, I might add. <laughs> junk ball finishers. Junk ball finishers. I'll get that quote right. Junk ball finishers. Uh, college football, the coaching carousel picking up. Utah State's facing a lame duck coach. New Mexico, Bob Davies out. Had a good run there. Eight years in Albuquerque. It's a little longer than you would expect. I guess Rocky Long was there a long time. had a longer time. run. I don't know how good it was. He had some issues and got Peaked. suspended, didn't he? Peaked at and nine. He had health issues too. Multiple yeah, just health the season issues. Yeah. Multiple this year, health issues. Missed six games. Peaked at nine wins. Anytime you get nine wins out of Albuquerque, mm-hmm. uh, we start pouring it's a like, foundation like for a statue. Eleven yeah. or twelve somewhere else. But I don't know that you can sustain it because they've got no recruiting base. They're a long ways from anywhere. UNLV. Tony Sanchez is out after five years. Is it going to make any difference when they go into an NFL stadium? Because I know people talk it up, but I don't see. How many teams excel in NFL stadiums? Well, they're also saying the bigger story is their $35 million football complex. They got the, and that's open already. And, and Tony was a big... Uh, fundraiser, yeah. Yes, thank you. Big fundraiser in getting that thing High done. High school coach there at Bishop Gorman, so mm. he's tied into a lot of people in the So town. rallying the community, but that's the problem. You bring in an outside AD, you bring in... Actually, they have an interim president right now, and so... They're thinking that now's the shot. If it's going to happen, now's the chance. But there must be some recruiting recipe that that works there. I think most places there is a profile of the way you have to do things, and I think we've really but, seen it locked down here locally. Yes. Kind of the Lavelle to Mac to Kyle into Kyle's coaching tree. But I can argue that having the Raiders is going to make it worse. You can argue that. You absolutely can argue that. Yeah. It's going to take a lot of time, a lot of attention. Being in the shadow of an NFL team is not always they barely the got thing. any attention in the first place. Now they're going to get even less. Right. It's everything is going to be the Raiders and the Knights. The hockey team is going to yep. suffer in terms of attention. The Raiders are going to gobble it all up. They really are. Yeah. And playing in a big NFL stadium, it didn't work for Minnesota. They're better now that they're on campus. I don't think it's working for the Pitt Panthers, San Diego, Houston, Miami. Well, Tony Dorsett, Miami for a while. or in that case, Tony Dorsett's not walking yeah. through that door. I just don't think you can look at a lot of the colleges that have been in NFL stadiums and think, that really worked. Oh, UMass? <laughs> Good point. Thanks, PK. <laughs> UMass. Temple in Philadelphia. It's convenient. Does Temple play in the Eagle Stadium? They do. Pitt also plays in yeah, I know Pittsburgh, Hinesville. Pittsburgh mm-hmm. plays yep. in Hinesfield. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, how about the Trojans then? You'd argue it's actually on their campus. Do they actually have an on-campus NFL stadium? USF. Well, it's technically, it's not. It's adjacent to their stadium, to their campus. Feels like it's on and they, campus. But they stadium. shared for years and they years. They did share for years and years. And they'd, they'd be, share now, but they'd, not they'd, be, they'd be the one. That thing open next year, or year after. Open. Uh, it's supposed to ne- be next, next year. year. Okay. Yeah, USF plays in Raymond James, where the Bucks play. So, how's that working? Not great. Yeah, something's got to click for Vegas. They just should. I don't know that they can be great, but man, they've been really, really bad. Could they just be mediocre? He's nineteen and forty. He's out of there. They should at least be Sun Devils mediocre. You know who's been awesome. Me. Lamar, yes, oh. and Lamar Jackson. <laughs> PK and LJ. Well, <laughs> I blame this butt-whipping on Weddle. 
Five touchdown passes for Lamar Jackson. He ran for 95 yards, and the Ravens blow out the Rams. Weddle wouldn't give the secrets on beating Baltimore. See? They got killed. (laughs) It's his fault. Who, if, if, it doesn't seem like anyone's stopping Baltimore, and the mystery of the year may be how did they lose to Cleveland? That's the NFL. It's two losses. But they're peaking now. Cowboys lost to the Jets. Are they peaking too early? Uh, will they're peaking too will early. Belichick? How do you know they're peaking? I don't. Well, you just they're said peaking. they're peaking now. They're peaking because they're playing great. But do I know <laughs> that they can't sustain this? I don't know that they can't sustain this. How do you this, know he's a young kid? It's basically his second year. He's actually going to get better. Well, that's a frightening thought because he's off the charts right now. But, but it's also the NFL. And as we had Lincoln Kennedy this morning, you got, but you got one game, man. This isn't yeah. a series. Right. And so Belichick, given a second time and given a couple more months of film, he's got a really good defense, a ranked number one in the league. Are they going to be able to beat him given a second time? Because they didn't come very close to beating him the first time. Uh, it's all Ravens all the time. Even better for Belichick. Who cares if you beat him in the regular season? You gotta, if you have to beat him in the postseason, that's all that matters. No one's going to remember that you lost to them in whenever month. It's all about January. That's what we have been talking about this morning, catching you up to date on a lot of stuff that's been our, on our plate this morning. And it is brought to you in part by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. Feedback of the day is up next. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. It's quarterback at BYU, Zach Wilson. Wanted to get your thoughts on the Kalani Satake extension. Uh, what took so long and what was the players' reactions after it was all said and done? You know, there's not another person that deserves it more than him. And he's such a great head coach. And even though it's been a little rough, bumpy roads and it's been tough to figure out what this team needs, you know, I think he's figured it out now. And so um, I'm not sure what took him so long, but it was great that they finally made the extension happen. And, you know, he's a great coach and the players were just all so pumped for him. I know people are starting to pass around extend quality shirts. And, you know, I'm so pumped that he's still here and so my little brother gets to have him for the next four years and he'll be here as well and so, you know, the players are just pumped that we get to have someone like this back. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The SEC has created this giant sound chamber where all everyone hears is SEC, SEC, especially in the South. And the whole country is bought into it and is drinking their Kool-Aid and nobody can get out of it. You go, PK. That's how you tell them. You don't want their stinking awards. They don't want to freaking nominate somebody that's real, tells it how it is, and is passionate about that. Well, then screw their awards. You go, PK. If Georgia beats LSU in the SEC championship game, they would and should be voted ahead of the Utes. They they would have a better resume, and they should be top four ahead of the Utes. Ute fan, that's my vote. BK, you might not have an award, but you're my award on my way to work every morning. Woohoo! And you should win an award for your beautiful singing voice, baby. You let that keep on rolling every day. It's not a bias for the SEC that that Utah's just this victim of. The reality is the SEC is a tougher conference with tougher teams. So if Utah wants to match that strength of schedule, they can't just play Idaho State out of conference. It's their own fault. They're reaping what they sow. Feedback of the day brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State Street or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. You award winner.
That's all I heard in there. There's a lot of football talk. Lunch pail guys, they appreciate me. <laughs> ah, there or Derve guy, they appreciate you. Sweet, I love Orderve. Blue collar. <laughs> that's the difference right there. My peeps, that's why I'm here for you and you're there for me. Or Derve's yak, you know you're in. Right. Oh, yeah, hors d'oeuvres, I'm, I'm all about it. I know. See, not me. No. Just give me the meat, give me the potatoes. Meat Ooh, and potatoes. Yes. <laughs> meat and taters. None of that candy yam stuff, am I right? And we go eat together. Yes, candy yams, yuck. And we'll say a prayer. That was on Twitter last night. Before we it. eat, but we don't hold hands when we say the prayer. <laughs> I am definitely against holding hands and a pre-meal prayer. I probably shouldn't share this, but I will. So at our, our house, we did hold hands. They didn't until I came along, and it turned out that as a one-year-old, this was shocking, PK. Everyone else praying. I'm like, that looks good, and I'm just sticking my hand in my food, and I start eating. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a year old. It's go time. We're at the table. And there's food in front of me. Held hands to stop me from. I hate the holding of the hands in the prayer. We got to take a poll tomorrow since it's the day before Thanksgiving. Who hates having to hold hands before, during the prayer? I, I, my mother-in-law's husband, so my stepfather-in-law, we'd have to hold hands. And I hated it. I hated holding hands. And I believe most red-blooded men, we don't want to freaking hold hands. Got a lot of feedback here. Mario enjoyed the Joe Ingles interview. His big takeaway, two silly old men, crying tears emoji there. I'm as old as hell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'm not going to fight it Uh, anymore. I got one here. Are you ready? Go ahead. Uh, (laughs) So, do you want an outfit for Christmas? And I get a text back, ha, maybe a cocktail dress. (laughs) And then, and then an yes. emoji, and then an emoji of somebody dancing, and the squirt, the the woman's uh, uh, skirt is twirling. So yeah, you read an outfit. Ellen's I said I, I, text, I texted her back because she played along. This is from PK's wife. I said I just had a Mr. Mac read with the word outfit in it, and PK said it was a running joke in your house. He said to text you and see what response I got. Yeah, <laughs> you, you get dress. an outfit. On I and occasionally I'll give her a gift certificate to Kmart to get a cocktail dress. Mm. <laughs> All right, we're out of time. Tony and Austin are up next. We will see you tomorrow.